Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday out there. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today on Inside Sources here on KSL. And as always, we'll have a fast and furious 60 ticks of the clock here on Inside Sources. A lot of ground to cover, a lot of news to digest in terms of what's going on here in the state of Utah and around the world. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot heating up as it relates to the uh, public impeachment hearings, which will begin next week in Washington, D.C. And one of the most important things I think everyone needs to recognize in that is that you're not really going to hear new things in those hearings. And, And I'm one of those who believes they shouldn't even be called hearings because nobody is listening. Uh, These are all for show. This is to try to sway public opinion. This is a chance for the Democrats to try to galvanize the nation that the president does need to be impeached. This is a chance for the Republicans to demonize the Democrats and say that they're on a witch hunt. Uh, And that's what's going to happen, because the the thing that you have to recognize, and we we talked about this yesterday with my good friend James Walner from back in Washington. Uh, If you missed that, go and uh, make sure you listen to the podcast from yesterday. Uh, Because we broke it down and all of the real critical information that these witnesses that will be appearing in public next week, the committees already have the information that they need from them. It's already been gathered. It's been done through subpoenas. It's been done through depositions. It's done through uh, exploration on a host of different things. And so most of that is already done. So most of what you're going to see next week is going to be the theatrics of all things Washington. You are going to see members of Congress trying to get their social media moment that they can put up online, that they can use in their fundraising, that they can show they're fighting against the president or fighting for the president. Again, both both sides are going to be uh, offenders on this whole thing. Uh, And so just that is my first caution as we get towards the end of this week and start looking towards next week. There's going to be a lot of analysis on what will and won't be said. The important thing for the American people to realize is that the information needed to determine whether or not articles of impeachment should be voted on and sent on to the Senate has been gathered. This is not about gathering new information in these hearings. This is about moments for members of Congress uh, and for the media. And so we just need to all exhale, step back a little bit. Uh, there won't be a lot of new, real riveting pieces there. Uh, and so just step back a little bit. Uh, also important, uh, as we get launched into the show today, I uh, want to weigh in just real quickly in uh, the Salt Lake City mayor's race. Uh, we do have a, a mayor-elect in Erin Mendenhall. Uh, she just had a press conference uh, just not too long ago, within the last hour. And uh, we're going to get uh, a little bit of her reaction uh, to some of that as we uh, go forward today as well. Also, we joined here shortly uh, by my good friend uh, Rick Larson from the Sutherland Institute. Uh, they are celebrating their 25th anniversary uh, of the Sutherland Institute. Great 
public policy think tank here in Utah, one I used to be uh, associated with. And uh, they've got some really special guests coming in and some great uh, people they'll be honoring uh, in the uh, coming days here over the weekend, including uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, noted historian, uh, most uh, known for her uh, book, uh, Team of Rivals, which, of course, was used for the uh, film Lincoln. A lot of that came from there. So we'll be talking to Rick here uh, momentarily about that program and that event coming up over the weekend uh, also, just uh, as you look towards the weekend uh, and the things that you might be focusing on, uh, there was a great, uh, great article in Forbes this weekend, or excuse me, yesterday, uh, on Bill Gates. Bill Gates gave out his five secrets uh, to happiness. And the interesting thing with the, as much money as uh, Mr. Gates has amassed, uh, most of his uh, keys and secrets to happiness were surprisingly affordable. And, uh, in fact, T, I'll give you the, the quick hit, uh, the quick five here from uh, Bill Gates. He said, uh, number one, ditch your 20-year-old self and talk to your future self. I think that would be good for all of us. Uh, follow through on your commitments. Give to others. Do more exercise. I'm not quite sure what he means by that one because there's no donut reference there. Uh, but uh, more exercise and put love first. So those are all uh, great things there. All right, we've got Rick Larson uh, on the line with us, uh, head of the Sutherland Institute. Rick, thanks for joining us. Boy, thank you. Did you did you just equate donuts and love? <laughs> no, donuts and exercise. <laughs> donuts and exercise is where I was going. <laughs> okay, so you were putting them on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> donuts have a really high priority in my world today. So <laughs> absolutely. Uh, well, tell us about this twenty uh, fifth anniversary gala for the Sutherland Institute, and uh, tell us who you've got coming in, who you're going to be honoring. Some great honorees this year. Oh, Boyd, we're so enthused. We're, of course, honoring our founders. Um, Gaylord Swim has passed away, but we're honoring Laurie and, and, and Gaylord looking back. And uh, we're honoring Doris Kearns Goodwin and Jake Garn. Now, that is not random. This is an historian, a mother and philanthropist, and a senator and astronaut. So the evening is about leadership, commitment, values, and we're very excited about it. Oh, that's fantastic. It's uh, it's such an important thing. And, and the uh, the gala that you've uh, been driving uh, for, for three years now, this is the third round. I, I remember your first run. <laughs> you had a, a really awful person to work with, but you survived. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is this has really become a must attend uh, event here in the community. And that's the thing that I love, because, you know, looking back at Gaylord Swim's legacy, uh, he really believed in community-driven solutions first and that Utah really could be this touch point to the nation. Uh, tell us a little bit what, what else is going on at the Southern Institute. Well, you know, boy, just to follow up on that, it's remarkable to me. You know the lament you hear with all the growth in Utah is people move here because they love our lifestyle, then they immediately try to change it. <laughs> Gaylord moved here because he loved the lifestyle and then committed his life to defending and protecting it. Mm. And I think that's the unique component that Sutherland offers is we are about those principles that draw people here and the things that make us love living here and that sense of community and empowerment. So it's just wonderful to be able to take those principles into, you know, 25 years now. It's a long time to be around and organizations evolve and the issues we're facing today are not the same as 25 years ago. And yet the principles remain the same. Yeah, that, So yeah. we're just trying to inject that appreciation and that commitment. Uh, that's that's fantastic. If you're just joining us, we have Rick Larson, head of the Sutherland Institute, uh, on the line with us today. They're celebrating their 25th uh, anniversary, a big gala event coming up over the weekend. 
Uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, historian, will be there honoring the, the great Jake Garn, senator and astronaut, and uh, Laurie Swim, uh, part of that founding uh, Gaylord Swim family, and uh, just a, a real force for good in our community and, and other places. You know, the, the thing that first drew me to Southern Institute was actually a, a quote from Gaylord uh, where he talked about, uh, as you mentioned, Rick, some of these things that go on in the public square. And, and he said that, you know, public policy, it, it does need uh, strong advocates. But he said there needs to be a counterbalancing sense of humility and civility. I thought, wow, that's, uh, that's as true today as it was 25 years ago. Yeah, in, in fact, it, it is equally true. And, it's, and, and the proof of that concept is being played out in new ways. It is an effort every day to remind people there was a day when we could talk these things over, when we could represent our points of view, even with passion, without holding the opposing view in absolute contempt. That's where this marketplace of ideas, you and I both, you know how in sync we are on this. We're killing the marketplace of ideas through the contempt and, and, and the, the refusal to listen to the idea anymore. Yeah, that's right, and and uh, I think we all could do, and it's what we're trying to do here on Inside Sources is is uh, adopt from our our good friend Arthur Brooks, who you also had in town recently, uh, to to not just it's not about not disagreeing, it's about disagreeing better, uh, and having higher level, uh, more engaged, more elevated conversation about the the issues of the day, and let them compete in the marketplace of ideas. Absolutely, the more confident you are in your idea, the less afraid you should be to hear an opposing view. Mm. It's that simple. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Rick, we appreciate you jumping on the line quick with us today. And uh, where can people go to get more information about the gala coming up over the weekend? Well, you'll appreciate how unusual it is to say this, but we are full. We are well over 600 people wow. uh, that have registered for the gala. There's information on the website. Um, it's probably a little difficult at this point to to get a table. There may be a few seats available if you go to our website. Um, you know, when we get into that fill-in mode, but we're expecting a very full house and a remarkable evening, and we'll be sharing the content. For those who couldn't, for whatever reason, couldn't make it, we will be sharing the content afterward. All right, fantastic. Uh, again, President uh, Rick Larson from the Sutherland Institute. They're celebrating their 25th year of uh, great think tank and public policy work. We appreciate your influence in the community, Rick, and look forward to uh, hearing the reports of what happens uh, over the weekend. Boyd, thanks for the conversation. I appreciate it. All right. There we go. Rick Larson. So great to have him uh, on today and the good work there at, at Sutherland. Uh, and I, I really did, you know, Gaylord Swim, who founded the Sutherland Institute uh, 25 years ago, uh, he just understood how important it was to to be bold, uh, to be brave, to be courageous, to be outspoken, uh, and to do it in a better way, a more civil way. And uh, it's a great legacy there. And again, honoring Jake Garn, uh, Laurie Swim, and... Uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, historian. It'll be a, a really epic uh, evening this weekend uh, here in Salt Lake City. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When, we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to be joined by my good friend Todd Sylvester. has a new book out called Recovered, uh, talking about addiction and recovery in a new and better way. Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, right here on KSL News Radio Inside Sources. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. 
I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.